Hello, Chinese friends. Welcome to Spiritual Waimai. 欢迎来到属灵外卖 Delivering the spiritual food to you when you can't get out. 当你无法外出的时候，我们为你速递属天灵粮 This Spiritual Waimai article is a part of the series entitled "You're God's Masterpiece: The Genesis Notes." 本期属灵外卖来自特别系列。你是神的杰作，创世纪手记。Studying the book of Genesis to discover direction and hope for your awesome life. 通过研读创世纪，并联系新约的思想，为您的美好生活提供指引和亮光。Purify yourselves, Genesis chapters thirty-five and thirty-six. After a bad day. Now what? Shechem had just been destroyed. Jacob's sons killed everyone. Now what? Jacob is fearful the people around them will destroy them. Jacob is coming out of a terrible situation and sees no hope for survival. Jacob has just had a really bad day. Now what is he going to do? Have you ever been through a destructive situation and then thought, "Now what? My future is doomed." Through Jacob's life, we can see God is so kind and gracious. He always gives us more chances to move forward with Him and have a new start. God makes the first move. Genesis chapter thirty-five, verse one. Then God said to Jacob. Go up to Bethel and settle there, and build an altar there to God, who appeared to you when you were fleeing from your brother Esau. After the disaster in Shechem, God makes the first move. He speaks directly to Jacob and gives him specific direction: Go to Bethel, the place where I met with you the last time you had a disaster, the last time you were running for your life when you were running from your brother. I met with you there. Do you remember? Go back to that time. Remember. The Bible is full of commands to remember what God has done. Maybe we are quick to forget, but we are often told to remember what God has done for us. Before Jesus died, He knew the importance for His disciples to remember Jesus' sacrifice. He gave the disciples a specific way. Through ceremoniously eating the bread and drinking wine, it worked. We still have bread and wine today, remembering what Jesus has done. God told Jacob he had to go back to the same place where they had met the previous time Jacob feared for his life. Purify yourselves. Jacob did go back. But before he went back into the presence of God, Jacob did something important. He told everyone, "Purify yourselves." Jacob knew there were many unclean things in his family, including idols. Plus, his sons had killed an entire town. There was a lot to be cleaned. So they left all of their false idols in Shechem, the destroyed town. It was time to get right with God again. Genesis chapter thirty-five, verses two to four. So Jacob said to his household and to all who were with him, "Get rid of the foreign gods you have with you, and purify yourselves, and change your clothes. 
Then come, let us go up to Bethel, where I will build an altar to God, who answered me in the day of my distress, and who has been with me wherever I have gone. So they gave Jacob all of the foreign gods they had, and the rings in their ears, and Jacob buried them under the oak at Shechem. As Christians, we should constantly be checking ourselves, purifying ourselves, turning away from anything drawing us away from God. Bad habits, careless words, bad thoughts, distractions, anything sinful or against God's word. We should do like Jacob's family, get rid of it, bury it, and walk away. Psalm chapter 24, verses 3 to 4. Who may ascend the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy presence? The one who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not trust in an idol or swear by a false god. Clean hands means the deeds done. Pure heart is motives, your thoughts, your inner self. How can we be clean? Through repenting, asking Jesus for forgiveness, turning away from the sinful patterns in our lives. A change in my life. When I was 26 years old, I felt called by God to take a look at my life and clean things up. I made many positive changes that year. I left some unhealthy relationships behind. I got rid of many books I knew did not honor God. And I even got rid of some music. I wanted to focus on Jesus when listening to music. I changed bad habits and spent more time in prayer. I had been inspired by the life of a missionary woman who had given everything she had to the Lord. I remember vividly the moment I went to the dumpster to throw away many of my old personal distractions. The Lord clearly spoke to me and said, This is a choice you are making to be holy. I was filled with such freedom and joy as I responded in exuberantly worshiping him. My neighbor, who was a good Christian friend, observed me. And later when she saw me, she said and laughed, What happened? I saw you worshiping outside today. Those moments of purifying my lifestyle led to many more changes in me and opportunities for me to serve the Lord. Jacob Cleans House Jacob knew there were unclean habits in his family which must be cleaned before his family met with God. Is there anything in your life you need to clean? Any distractions, bad habits, unhealthy relationships, or sinful behaviors needing purification? Has there been a time in your life you made a conscious decision to clean your own spiritual house? What was the result? Jacob focuses on God. Fears melt away. Genesis chapter 35 verses 5 to 8. Then they set out and the terror of God fell on the towns all around them so that no one pursued them. Jacob and all the people with him came to Luz, that is, Bethel, in the land of Canaan. There he built an altar, and he called the place El Bethel, because it was there 
that God revealed himself to him when he was fleeing from his brother. Now Deborah, Rebekah's nurse, died and was buried under the oak outside Bethel. So it was named Elan Bakuth. After purification, Jacob determined to build an altar to the Lord. And then an amazing thing happened. All of the nations around Jacob became terrified. They did not want to go near Jacob. Do you remember Jacob's greatest fear? He feared he was going to be destroyed by all of the nations around him. But God helped Jacob to refocus his attention, give up fear of being destroyed, focus on purifying himself in worship. Give up fears and start thinking about how to walk with God. And the result? God removes the dangers. When we seek God first in our lives, everything else seems to get taken care of with God's help. Matthew chapter 6, verses 33 and 34. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. God appears again. Later on, they moved to another location, and God appears to Jacob, and God reaffirms his promises to Jacob. Genesis chapter 35, verses 9 to 15. After Jacob returned from Padan Aram, God appeared to him again and blessed him. God said to him, Your name is Jacob, but you will no longer be called Jacob. Your name will be Israel. So he named him Israel. And God said to him, I am God Almighty. Be fruitful and increase in number. A nation and a community of nations will come from you, and kings will be among your descendants. The land I gave to Abraham and Isaac, I also give to you, and I will give this land to your descendants after you. Then God went up from him at the place where he had talked with him. Jacob set up a stone pillar at the place where God had talked with him, and he poured out a drink offering on it. He also poured oil on it. Jacob called the place where God had talked with him Bethel. Three Deaths Genesis chapter 35, verses 16 to 26. Then they moved on from Bethel. While they were still some distance from Ephrath, Rachel began to give birth and had great difficulty. And as she was having great difficulty in childbirth, the midwife said to her, Don't despair, for you have another son. As she breathed her last, for she was dying, she named her son Ben-Oni. But his father named him Benjamin. So Rachel died and was buried on the way to Ephrath, that is, Bethlehem. Over her tomb, Jacob set up a pillar. And to this day, that pillar marks Rachel's tomb. Israel moved on again and pitched his tent beyond Migdal Eder. While Israel was living in that region, Reuben went in and slept with his father's concubine, Bilhah. And Israel heard of it. Jacob had twelve sons the sons of Leah, Reuben, the firstborn of Jacob, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, and Zebulun, the sons of Rachel, Joseph, and Benjamin, the sons of Rachel's servant, Bilhah, Dan, and Naphtali, the sons of Leah's servant, Zilpah, Gad, and Asher. These were the sons of Jacob, who were born to him in Padan Aram. In this chapter, we see three deaths, Deborah, 
Rachel, and then Isaac. Deborah was Rebecca's old nurse. Deborah must have been very beloved because the place where she was buried was called Oak of Weeping. Then we see Rachel dies. This seems like a bit of a shock. She was a young woman and a main character in this story. But here we tragically understand her early death was the result of a curse. Do you remember the curse? When leaving Laban, what did Rachel do? She stole the household gods. When Laban pursued Jacob, he asked for the household gods. Jacob unwittingly proclaimed a death sentence on his wife. Genesis chapter 31, verse 32. But if you find anyone who has your gods, that one shall not live. In the presence of our relatives, see for yourself whether there is anything of yours here with me, and if so, take it. Now Jacob did not know that Rachel had stolen the gods. This was a curse which took her life, but not before the final son, Benjamin, was born. We also see another tragic thing in the family. Reuben sleeps with his father's concubine. This has a major consequence for Reuben, but not at first. At the end of Jacob's life, when Jacob blesses his sons, he will remember what Reuben did. Reuben was the firstborn and should receive a double inheritance. Genesis chapter 49, verses 3 to 4. Reuben, you are my firstborn, my might, the first sign of my strength, excelling in honor, excelling in power. Turbulent as the waters, you will no longer excel, for you went up onto your father's bed, into my couch, and defiled it. Once Jacob returns home, his father, Isaac, dies. The brothers Jacob and Esau are together once again to bury their father. Genesis chapter 35, verses 27 to 29. Jacob came home to his father Isaac in Mamre, near Kiriath Arba, that is, Hebron, where Abraham and Isaac had stayed. Isaac lived a hundred and eighty years. Then he breathed his last and died and was gathered to his people, old and full of years. And his sons, Esau and Jacob, buried him. Esau, father of Edomites. Genesis chapter 36, verse 1. This is the account of the family line of Esau, that is, Edom. In chapter 36, we see the long list of the descendants of Esau. It is important to note Jacob and Esau part ways, so there is enough land for each of them. Esau's descendants become Edom. They are not God's chosen people. But God still blesses them and protects them because they are a part of Abraham's family. Remember, purify yourself and commit your life to God. Look back on the things God has done in your life. Remember what he has done. Remember what he has promised you. Remember the times you cleaned out your spiritual house and committed your life to the Lord. Isaac and Jacob's lives were not easy, but in their difficult times, God met them and he became their God. You can meet God in your time of need. May you commit all you have to him and may he be your God. Thanks for having some spiritual limey with us. 
。感谢你今天属灵外卖。We hope that you liked it and that it fed your soul. 希望你喜欢，令你满足。And we hope you come back for some more. 期待你再次回来。We love ya. 我们爱你哟、哦。